Oh, some people don't like you to talk like that. Oh, some people would like to shut you up for saying those things. You know that. Lots of people, lots of groups in this country want to tell you how to talk, tell you what you can't talk about. Well, sometimes they'll say, well, you can talk about something, but you can't joke about it. Say you can't joke about something because it's not funny. Comedians run into that shit all the time. Like rape. They'll say, you can't joke about rape. Rape's not funny. I say, fuck you. I think it's hilarious. How do you like that? Why do you think your cave women was created with short legs and fat butts? I don't know, Arch, but I'm sure you got a good answer. So they couldn't run fast, so the men could catch them and force them to make the meals in the babies. Weren't there any cave women with long legs and skinny butts that could run faster than the men? Well, them, the men would have to bring down with a rock. <laughs> Hey, you know, we just drove 750 miles across the desert with your food, and it occurred to us that there wouldn't be world hunger if you people would live where the food is! You live in a desert! You understand that? You live in a desert! Nothing grows My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's recovering from a knife wound after explaining the economic basis of the gender pay gap to the pimp of his underage Thai prostitute. He just can't tell nine-year-old girls why they're making less than the boys. Is there any other kind? Of, <laughs> no. Can you even hire a 30-year-old Thai prostitute? No, I was trying to work in the gay angle in there, but it was too many words. Yeah. Uh, no, but uh, I bet you the... Uh, do you think boys get paid more than girls in the uh, underage Thai prostitute ring? I don't think so. I think there's more demand for them. Yeah, that seems bogus to me. Uh, by the way, later on, I want to check out, uh, God, what's her name? Kristen Bell has a new really funny parody video about, about, the, about the gender pay gap. We're going to watch later. Oh, yeah? I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's both edu- entertaining and educational. I'm surprised he's really sticking his neck out there and saying something that's accurate in the this, face of all in the, face of the, <laughs> all the, all the statistics uh, to say otherwise. Coming towards him. This week's show is sponsored by, the Hillary, by Hillary Clinton's doctor. Need a conveniently retro-diagnosed illness to explain your pavement biting at 10 in the morning? Hillary Clinton's doctor trusts that she only takes cash. Uh, by the way, if you're Hillary Clinton's doctor, you have to say whatever she asks you to say, basically, right? I mean, there's really no way you actually just... If you've been her doctor for this long and she's been lying for this long, yeah. there's no way you just come out now and say, yeah, uh, here's what's really in her medical records. Because if she's yeah. going to say that, they would never let her speak. No, you, I'm assuming she's got a lot of protection and backup. Uh, <laughs> she's not going to get fired any time. No, she's, not, she's probably a member of the Clinton Foundation ex officio uh, salary thing. But also... The patient has to, Hillary Clinton has to give her permission to speak about her medical records. Mm-hmm. So obviously she knows she's, she's in on this before she gave her permission to speak about it. A doctor can't just disclose, can't disclose her medical patient, uh, patient's medical records without the permission. No. So Clinton clearly gave her permission. Whatever she's speaking about, she's clearly been pre, pre-approved to do. Doesn't she travel everywhere with her? Is that normal? No, that's her lesbian lover, Huma. No, I know Huma and her. Well, my whole goal, my whole goal is to see Clinton collapse to the ground. And die, and have Huma drop to the ground and weep. That I'm not buying this Huma lesbian stuff because I don't, I don't think it's happening. I just, I like just to can't say it. see it happening. Just, no. I'm, I'm trying to picture it going on, and I'm just not. I just, I just like to, th- I like to say it, but I also do like the idea that she's so dutiful that, like, if Clinton died, she would just take a knife out like an old Roman servant and just slaughter herself right on top of her. <laughs> that's like a, that's her thing. That's like her master. She doesn't really talk, does she? Puma? Yeah. No, not to her husband, at least. That's for <laughs> sure. If you want to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, Last Men Podcast, or also on Facebook, Last Men Podcast. 40,000 fans and growing on Facebook. 
I don't know where. I think they're mostly in Albania. Yeah, <laughs> something's going on there. All right, on to the show, Matt. Let me ask you. I know uh, in your dream of dreams, your heart of hearts, you wish that you were a gay fashion designer. <laughs> the fashion designer part still eluding you. Uh, Tim Gunn, famous. He makes. I a, wish I was a, a super macho, rugged fashion designer like Ralph Lauren, who does a lot of <laughs> sheep herding. Yes, and, and then sailing, sucks the guy's dick and sailing. There's that one guy, by the way. Is, that, uh, is it Valentino? I want to say an Italian or something. Uh, John something I don't know there's one there's noteworthy there's one fashion designer in Europe who's actually an older guy who's actually straight mm-hmm. and who has like 20 year old girlfriends and shit like that if you thought if you think about it not only is that genius because he makes a shit lot of money silly money but being the one straight guy in fashion you get oh the bag oh, I mean it's just like I don't know I'll be the only straight man in an entire industry full of billions of dollars yeah he gets tail like he would not believe. Do you believe. think the models can just smell it on him? Like they just start flocking to him like cats in heat? I think they're, yes, but I think they're kind of pissed because they're used to an industry where they don't actually have to sleep with the guys, their benefactors. Right. They just have to like giggle at their jokes and go to their like galas and shit like that mm-hmm. and pretend to be their girlfriends. Yeah. But now here's a guy who's like a 70 year old guy with a pruny dick who actually wants to fuck you. So that goes down. So that's kind of nasty. But, so. Yeah, that's actually a huge drawback. Yes. I would sign with another any other guy who's who's going to be a gay guy. Yeah, you sign with the guy who would just make you be his pretend girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to be with the no guy. No harm in that. No, exactly. So Tim Gunn, who is I, I guess one of the few probably uh, fashion fashion guys that we both kind of know of, he's Project Runway. He's in a million fucking commercials, all stuff like that. He came out this week. I don't know. Uh, you uh, VCR DVR, I believe the Fashion Police, right on E. <laughs> <laughs> they've turned over. They've turned over in staff quite a bit since uh, Joan Rivers died. Um, and oh. actually, I always liked Joan Rivers just because, even though her jokes were written by WGA writers that she refused to pay money to, <laughs> uh, she at least was brutal, brutal against uh, 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 you know the celebrities and so forth, which I always admired. Mm-hmm. That she didn't mind being hated. Uh, Tim Gunn complained about Emily Rodajkowski, who is only known, I believe, for having just impressive tits and being in, blur- in the Blurred Lines no, video. No, dude, topless. her blogs about social justice yes. are so hard-hitting. I mean, you stay up reading those all night just weeping into your ice cream. If she told you that if, she told you that if you read her entire blog, she would stand next to you while you were doing it topless, would you do it? Uh, it, it depends. Yeah, because, you know, she, she's... She's doing pretty short little things. Like, would I let her read me uh, an entire New Yorker piece topless? Probably not. <laughs> the Lenny, Lena Dunham's Lenny letter? <laughs> <Lena's> letters <too? laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the point. We, we pay attention to her because she has, uh, this is not very famous, but because she has amazing tits. And she shows she us. She has almost the best tits on the planet. I said they're fake. You said they're real. She is pretty young. Yet. In that Blurred Lines video, they looked real because they, they bounced at sort of a normal. Um, I mean, she's still only like 23 years old, 24 years old. So it's possible that she hasn't had any major surgery yet. She will at some point. They could still be natural. They are large. Uh, she did get cast in that Ben Affleck movie because of those amazing tits. Oh, the accountant? No, I don't. <laughs> the uh, uh, Gone Girl. Oh, she, she was, played. I know yeah, she, was in she Gone played Girl. his. Uh, she played his mistress, and she's in like two scenes of the movie. Ninety which percent of her is her on top of him with her top off. That movie so, sucks. So it's no wonder it did, I don't but her t- remember her tits that. Uh, were amazing. They did bounce naturally there too. Uh, she she is famous for her tits. I don't see why you should be ashamed of the fact that you're shamed, uh, being famous for your tits, or why people should criticize you for that. But except it's the dishonesty that kills everybody. Let's just accept the reality. They're they're exceptional tits. I don't see why. Like we don't. When someone's tall and they play basketball, we just we we admire the fact that they're tall. Kind of right. That's a nice thing. We don't. It's like not a put down to say like someone's. Seven feet, therefore they can play center. Guys do have that though. Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has that thing where he's constantly feels like 
put upon because he was forced to play basketball because he's like seven two. That's just. I mean, look. I mean, if you're you cannot be a center in the NBA without being at least six eleven. That's your skill. Her skill is she has amazing breasts. She makes, I assume, seven figures off that now. Uh, if she didn't have that rack, she'd be making five figures. And she's not naive to this either. No, she's not. So she wear everywhere she goes, despite her feminist blog, she wears a, a very revealing top, a very revealing outfit, which is exactly what I would advise her to do if I was a manager and exactly what I would do if I were her. Right. Who, who doesn't accentuate their positive? So Tim Gunn said it was a disgrace how she dressed at this New York Fashion Week event that she was dressed very... He didn't say slutty. He said vulgar and repug, repugnant, which is how older gay men... Other games say say slutty, I believe. Yeah, what are you a nun? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck, Falker repugnant. Uh, which, by the way, it just it seems like a silly thing to say because yes, it is vulgar and repugnant. But that's what we like. That's what we like about her. Why do you think she was invited to the party uh, by Harper's Bazaar? I don't think it's vulgar. It's certainly not repugnant, but I don't see how it's vulgar. I mean, she's showing her tits. A lot of women do that. Um, and it isn't don't a lot of women do that at fashion events? Isn't that really the thing where women are barely dressed in these in these? It seems like clothes? every time I see a fashion show, it's the wafy chick walking, and she's wearing a, an outfit that no one could ever wear because it's no bra and a loose top, very and her, loose, and lightweight, showy top. Their tits are always falling out. Isn't that the whole like fashion is supposed to wait? Is fashion supposed to make you look better, or are you exhibiting these stupid-ass fucking things that children make? I think the whole thing is, it's, it, to me, it's always been the emperor's new clothes thing, which is when you really get down to it, every single one of these women would look better without the clothes on. Right. <laughs> there's, just, there's no denying that these women would look, these attractive, like, uh, Victoria's Secret models, whoever it may be, would all look better without any clothes on. I think yeah. at least the guys can all agree on that. So maybe, the clothes, maybe some panties. Yeah, some hot, just hot, crotchless panties, perhaps we can give. But I mean, the whole this is an artifice where we're saying like the clothes themselves make the woman more appealing, right? But we as guys know that's not true. So what you're really saying is the design, the person who designed the clothes, and it's your taste in the clothes that make you a better looking, per, a better person. Mm-hmm. Like you're displaying this as like an art, like if you put art in the wall, and, the, people, okay. and people judge you for so the art. So they're selling them to people so deluded that. That they think they're essentially doing the world a service by wearing these overpriced. They're showing off their taste. Like, what is it? Good taste. They're showing off their taste. Oh, okay. they're not showing off how amazing they look in the fashion. They're showing off the fact that they have fashion. Because I've never once picked up on that. Like, no. not even close. You did have a two hundred dollars shirt, as I, I see recall. a chick wearing. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was your fashion. I see a chick wearing stuff like that at a bar. I just go, oh, she's going to be a fucking nightmare because it's. It just shows that a you're stuck up and and that you you. Do stupid things with your money. You could take that money. If you're wearing a $5,000 outfit, you could have gone to Mexico. Well, that's my point. Mexico. I was going to say save the children in Guatemala, (laughs) which is exactly my point. Anytime someone like Tim Gunn is making fun of people in fashion, anyone in fashion should realize it's a silly business where billions of dollars are being traded among largely wealthy, silly women who have money to spend. It's It's a hobby for them like... And a football, fantasy football is for guys, let's say. Mm-hmm. So guys who take fantasy football very seriously, we also make fun of. Right. Guys who rip, because we just realize it's a way it's a way of losing a little money and having a little entertainment. I think that also those guys make fun of themselves, too, to a degree. There seems to be no sense of self-awareness. In, in well, the- there's a guy, we all know the guy who takes fantasy football way too seriously, but we all think he's an asshole. Yeah. So this is a guy, people who take fashion too seriously, people take, I mean, I don't mind that people are in bogus industries that are largely just silly entertainment. But you can't pretend that you're in not in that industry and make fun of Emily Rajakowski for basically taking the logical extension of your industry, which is like, look at me, I'm amazing, give me money. But she's just doing it the old fashioned. She's doing it the old fashioned way. Yeah, and it seems 
it seems like such a weird thing for Tim Gunn to say because he's such a ridiculous character. Yes. Um, I would assume he wears like a speedo at the beach. <laughs> you know, like he just doesn't seem like like he, she seems more classy than he does just because he's he's ridiculous. Yeah. Now that you've defended her, let me tell you uh, that she defended herself by calling Tim Gunn's comments uh, patriarchal, uh, a put down on women, a body shaming, and the fact that he might as well tell uh, that men want women to wear burkas. I didn't quite understand this, to wear cover-up in, in Europe with burkas, but in the U.S. they have to cover up as well. And I think she's trying to make a point about how men are trying to make the rules about women, what women wear. I think that I would agree with her on the patriarchal part. It is, is that pretty... True? Is that because you're trying to fuck her, Matt? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it, it's condescending. But uh, the body shaming thing is absolutely fucking absurd. I mean, if he's shaming the chick with the best tits in the country, well, guess what? Now we're all fucking victims. Now everyone that's reading your stupid-ass blog is is a victim because they can say, oh, well, he's saying that women aren't beautiful or whatever. And No, he's not. I don't know what his fucking problem is. Look, I mean, maybe... What if she wore it to a funeral? What if he had said, hey, you know, that's in poor taste. You shouldn't be wearing that to uh, my gay lover's funeral. I Like, I don't you know, know what I, the I situation want, I just, was. I just, I just put another list on what I want at my funeral. Because <laughs> I want her her standing nearly topless over my, my corpse. Uh, but isn't... Here's the thing I never understood. It's, patri- it's patriarchal that uh, men want women to cover up. I don't understand that because I don't know any man who ever wanted a woman to cover up. I mean, I understand in the Middle East, I get that, and in Islamic countries, they do that. But even that, even them, you know, the men don't really want that to happen. Right. It's just sort of part of their, like, they have to be devout to their religion. How is, it, how is it naturally to male patriarchy to want women to cover their tits? That's the part, logical part I've never I, quite I don't understood. think, no, I don't think that that part is patriarchal. I just think that he's, he's criticizing her. He's in this industry that's 90, you know, 90% of their sales are towards women. Yeah. And all the guys at the top are guys, and that's just because guys have more testosterone, they're more driven, and, you know, they're stronger, and that's historically just how it works. That's why men are kings and, you know, women are queens. But she's saying that that he shouldn't be... Like, why is he this old gay guy? Why why is he telling, like, the authority on how women dress? It doesn't really make sense if you think about it, like, from an outside no, perspective. No, I would at least like him to say, like, this. I found this vulgar and repugnant, but to uh, the one straight friend I have, you're going to love the shit out of this. <laughs> Fashion to me is just an utterly ridiculous exercise and wasted money for rich people, which I totally believe they should have the freedom to do. They just need to shut up and stop taking moral ground. It's just like we talked about earlier, just like people who like the NFL and like something they want to talk about the NFL as if it's like life. And it's really important to make moral stands in, the, in, in professional football. Mm-hmm. It's just a stupid fucking sport that we all like to get drunk and watch and scream at. Yeah. That's not the place to take to make your to make your your principal position. I don't think. Right. All right, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, I know uh, you wept openly, I think, when Hillary Clinton hit the ground. <laughs> you were you were very concerned. You jumped, <laughs> jumped from your seat. Hillary, no! And, I told, and I've already expressed to you my dream is uh, that uh, Huma, uh, Hillary would like, face plant and die, and Huma would then pull out like a Roman knife and like slaughter herself, like as the old slaves used to do in Rome mm-hmm. when their master died. Uh, or just go down on her dead corpse. That also I'd like to see. That's possible. I, w- I would like to see a weekend at Hillary's, you know, where they kind of carry her corpse around and she runs for president and then her aides kind of, you know, put props on her and stuff. Did you see the conspiracy theory about the body double? Yeah. I love that. They, uh, are uh, they actually like, I, I don't believe it, but I love the fact <laughs> when people have, anytime people pick up, pull out hand pictures, like trying to compare hands mm-hmm. and show how the fingers are different length, then I know they're full of shit. 
Yeah, I, I really wanted to believe it because I love James Bond stuff. I love when stuff happens in real life. That's that. But also, it also doesn't it strike you as something that, even though it's not real, it's something that Hillary Clinton thought about. <laughs> like it's something oh, yeah. that she probably like. She's so fucking sure. sinister that she probably went like, "What if I had a body double?" <laughs> like, and they were shot. But then I placed myself in the hospital. I got sympathy for it, and like, well, it's, she would do it. It's yeah. just hard to pull off. And the conspiracy involved this woman who like dedicated the last twenty years or twenty years of her life to looking just like Hillary, yeah. and talking like her. So when Hillary got fat, she had to get fat, and she had to wear these bad pantsuits and stuff. It was like yeah, a pretty dedicated yeah. role. She had like a yeah, like a twin or something. It was some weird thing. But there was that moment when she came out after she collapsed, and then she pretend wise had pneumonia, and so she immediately went to the, the home of her daughter, her daughter with her infant infant granddaughter. So we want to rush to with your pneumonia, and then she came out and did like a couple hours. They did that wave. It reminds me of old Russian premiere. She did that wave. Like, I'm okay. I'm good. She said, it's a beautiful day here in New York. And then a little girl ran out from the crowd yeah. that the Secret Service was told to let by, obviously, because otherwise they would have shot her. <laughs> she ran out and ran up to her, like, just to shake her hand, as little children do when kind of sick, yeah. sick pneumonia-sick, fat old ladies walk out of buildings. Little kids love... Uh Politicians too. Oh, yeah. They're yes. like super into it. Yes, and then to her, that was like meeting fucking Mary Poppins or something. In the early, in the early, uh, in the days of communist Russia, they had when they had these high turnover premieres. I think before it was during the Reagan era, but they had whenever like three or four premieres like in a year. Mm-hmm. And there's all because there's always the head of the Soviet Politburo. They're always like 79 years old. And, and drank like five gallons of vodka a day. So these guys did not live to see 80, right. and they would die really fast. They'd always announce someone had a cold. And then they would have to come out. They never wanted to see. It was always weak that someone was dying from fucking rot gut and shit like that. So they had the person like come out for like a minute out of this some some building, and a little Russian girl with flowers would run up to him, and then he'd wave like "I'm okay, are they okay?" And then like two weeks later, he found he was dead. Mm-hmm. He was just always dead. Uh, that's what it reminded me of. I mean, it's so like I'm thinking like who who goes to the motions of this, thinking like people are gonna believe this shit? Like, oh look at her. She's like uh, she's. She's all better. She was, she was on the ground two hours. If you're on the pave, if you pass out on the pavement, you're not okay two hours later. That's just not okay. No, maybe I, six months later you're okay. You're not okay two hours later. There, there may have she may have even been kneeling on someone's shoulders, like inside of a trench coat or something. Yes. I mean, I feel like a shot her full. She took like a dozen five-hour energy drinks. I think there were some Red Bulls. Just to pull off a wave. And they said, like, look, the guy who gave her the shit's like, the doctor's, like, shot her for some injection. Like, she's going to have 60 seconds. Right? We've got to get her out there, shake, see the girl, <laughs> smile, say it's beautiful New York, and get her in the van. She, like, wave. And they're, like, like 58, 59. Right. Shoved her in the van, and she just fucking hit the back of the, back of the so car. so then after that, is this the same day that she went to her daughter's house? That's what, that was it. She was leaving her daughter's house. Oh, she was leving her house. Yeah, they, she refused to go to the hospital. They rushed her to her daughter's house. Right, because that's that's normal. That's usually yes. what I would do, yes. right? Like, what does her daughter have a, a fucking a cedar Sinai up in the? What, yeah. how, how big is the square a, footage in an apartment in fucking? Like New I said, York? she also has an infant daughter in the house, which is where you don't want your mom coming with a streptococcal fucking pneumonia or whatever the hell she has, right? Yeah, that's not the place to go. Anyhow, so I think you and I both agree this whole thing was a ruse, and there's something else going on here. But my real question is, after having to witness Donald Trump on Doctor Oz. <laughs> I think Donald Trump has more medical legitimacy than Dr. Oz does. <laughs> like Trump could just should just start seeing patients on that show. Just give a medical diagnosis. Like the whole this is where it reads. Well, if Judge Judy can do it, yes. You know, I mean, she is she a real judge? Uh, she was she was a she's a retired real judge. Dr. Oz is uh, 
Dr. Oz is a real doctor, technically speaking, but we all know that he is like, he's, he's a quack. I mean, he's done all this shit for money where he's just promoting these products and health regimes, regimens that we have been proven false by every leading, you know, medical Especially the people that write the laws, you know, were, there were a lot of doctors and lawyers who, who were on board with all that because it, it seems very hard yes. to get kicked out of these boards and these these uh, organizations in the face of all evidence to the fact that you have no business uh, treating people or, or I think honestly once you get a daytime talk show you should lose your, have to give up your license I think so too <laughs> that just doesn't make sense you can have a talk show where people are like paid to clap and you're, and you're selling like coffee organic coffee that's going to save your life that has no proven benefit whatsoever that's the time yeah. to lose your license I mean would you give coffee he works for Columbia University I mean if he gave coffee to someone in, in the, his office he'd be Fired, I would assu- I would assume so, but and this is 2016. So this is where Donald Trump, the pre- who maybe the next president of the United States, went to disclose his medical records on Dr. Oz, and did this whole shtick I told you about, where he's like, I don't know, he's like, and then Dr. Oz like, Donald, why won't you release your medical records? And Trump just happened to have them all there, like under the chair, like. I don't know, audience. Should I? And they all like clap. There's like a rousing ovation. I'm like, so sorry, I missed that. <laughs> really? And then he goes, "Here it is." Like, here's. Oh, I just happened to have him with me. And then Oz went through his medical records as if that a having a quack doctor vindicates your medical records, or b the fact that he's reading someone else's medical records that he hasn't himself done any tests on, or or that he can even read that many medical records during the the course well, of the like TV. The, he read the highlights, so he read like the numbers off on his like his stands and his heart and the EKGs and stuff like that. But he didn't do any of those tests himself. So I mean, I'm assuming they're correct, but who knows? It could be doctored. And, and Hillary Clinton, the same thing. Her doctor came out. Uh, the same doctor said she had pneumonia. By the way, I forgot to tell everyone she had pneumonia. Uh, came out and started releasing some medical facts about Hillary. You gotta get in. Here's my question: Should we not have? And I'm a privacy guy. I'm a big privacy guy. I don't think anyone's medical records, although they already are now all nationally seen by everybody, shouldn't we have a independent physical review, uh, medical review of presidential candidates? And isn't that actually a legitimate invasion of privacy that should happen for anyone who wants to be president of the United States? I mean, isn't isn't that isn't their physical health a super relevant piece of their job? Uh, just like you might drug test a, a pilot or something like that, uh, that it's actually worth the public. The public should know that information. Well, are there any other jobs? I'm trying to think outside of professional sports where they give you a physical, uh, and that's that's incumbent on you getting the job. Well, pro- I would imagine there's like things like firefighters or things like that. We have to be physically able to perform the yeah, job. Yeah, probably cops. You have to take physical tests, and there's a lot of companies have drug te- drug drug testing. Right, do drug testing, make sure you're not on drugs and stuff like that. They're not supposed to ask you uh, when you hire people in normal jobs. You're not allowed to ask them their medical records, mm-hmm. their medical questions. In fact, you know, if there's a woman who's pregnant in your office, you're not allowed to ask her if she's pregnant. That's the old thing. Like you cannot ask her her pregnancy status of a woman who's like, if a woman comes for a job, and she's seven months pregnant. You're not allowed to ask if she's pregnant. Right. I assume you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to discriminate you're just against her either. Supposed to find an excuse to not hire. Her, yes, I assume. you have to. That's exactly. And right. you better like make it pretty believable. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, but, yeah I, but, so, I mean, the, the point is like, it's not the fact that they're, it's not the fact that we want to embarrass them. It's the fact that you're, especially when you're seven years old. Yeah. Like maybe say like if you're under fifty, you've never been hospitalized. Okay, we don't need to see your shit. <laughs> but if you're seventy and you and you're dropping to the pavement or you have the complexion of a of drunkard, but you claim you don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> your hair is orange. We gotta see all your shit, right? Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff. They like, first of all, just just the idea that that's an invasion of their privacy. I mean, they have to get vetted to such a 
apparently not Trump, but in the in the recent history of the country, you have to you have to be vetted, and they they know every single thing about you. They know your porno rentals, and and so yeah, I I don't see an issue with with them having to release their records unless then that would set a precedent because someone could sue and Supreme Court says, hey man, if you want to get this job working at the subway, you gotta you gotta present your medical records. I think we should have an exception. Yeah, if you're running for president. Uh, we need to know how fuck if you're going to die. Imagine when McCain was running. Let's just say he was elected. God forbid. And he released, by the way, 1,300 pages of his medical records. Right. Every single bone splinter. Say, he had. say if yeah. he didn't know and he died, yeah. and Sarah Palin was the fucking president. Yes. Fucking Alaska. I mean, what if he had a what if he had a terminable uh, illness? Who knows if he'd have died if he became president? It's obviously a lot more stressful than whatever stupid ass shit he's doing in Arizona. Well, I, I still I mean, we talked about this before. I don't think. Anyone, especially in this election, changes their mind based on the medical records. So, say Hillary has, you know, hyperthyroid issue that causes her to pass out every three months. There's no one I know who's somehow voting for Hillary that's going to change her mind because, like, uh, you know, she's got fucking hyperthyroid. I'm not, now I'm going Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no one going to change their mind on that. Even McCain, if he was going to die, like, I think people still would have voted for him over the other person because you're basically voting on political party or political message. Like even the guy, even the guy's got a fifty percent chance to go to die in office. Are you still not going to vote for the guy if you like the guy? I don't know. I, I mean, if there was a guy that was like really great, <clears throat> maybe it, I can see in the primaries. By the way, maybe you don't want someone in the primaries. But when you're down to Republican versus Democrat, basically, you're going to go with. There's a bigger dividing line than who's healthy or not healthy. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it matters too much. I would assume that. None of them are that healthy either. No. Uh, Trump uh, said he could lose 15 or 20 pounds because he, he did bring up the issue of his weight. He weighs 267 pounds. No, well, Anaz is at 235, which is still heavy for his size. Uh, oh, I must have read something different. He re- Well, maybe that was his top weight. He, he said he, he really wished he could lose 15 or 20 pounds. Oh. And now, by the way, saying that, he just put himself in the camp with every single person in America, which, which is pretty reasonable. Fun. Although... That is very Trump because I was just thinking fifteen. To t- he could, he could probably lose more than that, right? Because yeah. I would think Trump would be like I could lose I could lose a hundred pounds. Well, according to Doctor Oz, uh, Trump's like his pulse rate, his heart rate, his blood pressure, all the shit was his triglycerides, his like stat, is a, a, a cholesterol were all perfect. So you know that didn't really. It's not like he has to have a labor intensive job. But yes, I would like to know if my president is going to keep collapsing. Did you see the? Th- I, I've read this a couple times that that was saying that. Inquiring as to Hillary Clinton's health was sexist because it's saying that a woman is not strong enough to do a job done by a man. Oh, there was a whole shit that went last week where they, they sent out. I always there's got to be like a single central headquarters office where they push this shit out right. Yeah, and they decide what slogan's going to go out and what the meme's going to be and what the what the the strained piece of logic is going to be behind how we support her falling down. <laughs> and it was like immediately, I think I showed you that we talked about that the thing in Vogue went up. This like the thing this article in Vogue went up like almost immediately. And it hit every single one point how you're sexist if you... Hillary Clinton is a hero because you plowed through pneumonia. How women are expected to work even when they're sick. Nobody wants to hear how, how women are sick. Like when you're a woman, no one wants to hear about how you're sick. You just have to keep going on with your job. And that's not the same for men. And I thought, what? What? Like, yeah. No, I, I say, want my president to take the day off with a sore throat and watch yes. Ricky Lake. What the yes. fuck are you talking about? I don't know. And I was like... I don't know. I mean, I don't remember guys uh, complain. I think what happens when guys complain about being sick is every other guy calls him a pussy asshole <laughs> and then tells him to get back to work. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens. I don't know what, like, you just put this Vogue piece out, like, and just saying this shit, like, and that's not true at all. But it went out, and you saw, like, all these other blogs and media outlets, and they all had the same exact message going up, like, within hours. Mm-hmm. And, and the, Patton Al- the Patton Oswald tweet, 
Also, she's a the, badass. She's a badass. That word went around. So clearly there's like a list of like 500 influencers and they all get this like thing from headquarters. Here's what we want you to write. Here's what we want you to stress. Yeah. And I guess, and then I see like it dribbles down to like people I know, my friends like on Facebook and they're right, repeating the same words and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a weird like George Orwell 1984 thing where like someone in a New York campaign office has come up with some words and then now they spread to like 10 million people within like a couple hours. And it happens yeah. really. It happens really fast. Dude, it could just be like, like a move on type list or something. Something you sign up for. But I mean, they're hitting infl- they're that, but they're also hitting like celebrities, bloggers, key key you know journalists or things like but that. But what if it's just her campaign email? And they yeah, just but they they have these short lists of like important people that have big followers. Okay, and you even saw like in the leaked emails how she was working with the reporters at NBC and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's just going around. Every that's just going around. You, I bet you saw badass on ABC or NBC as well. Right. So, uh, I, I want basically. I'm going to be totally honest right now. I just want to see the medical records, see embarrassing shit. <laughs> that's really all I want to see. I want to see Hillary Clinton. Got, uh, Bill gave her herpes. That's exactly what well, I want to see. Does she have a biopsy on her tongue, which I would assume could be from HPV or something? She has like a hole cut out of her tongue. If Trump was clean and she had three sex diseases, that would be amazing. If I had to bet, though, well, I don't know because Bill could have given her some. I would That's think. What I'm I, I think, think Trump Bill. would have more, be more likely to have an STD though. Uh, you do. That's why it'd be funny to see the opposite. <laughs> if she got three sex diseases from Bill, that would be amazing. From him, from sleeping around. Yeah, That's all I want to yeah. see. I can't talk about Hillary Clinton anymore. I just I just burped up a little vomit. <laughs> Matt, we got a letter from Taylor. I, don't, I think Taylor wrote last week too. Hmm. Uh, this is about that fourth grade teacher. I know you saw you've seen the lady now. The fourth grade teacher. Her name is uh, uh, Patrice Brown. She goes by Tracy or Tracy. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I don't think uh, fourth grade teachers should have hot nicknames. It's just a really <laughs> bad idea. She's also a hot. She's also happens to be a hot teacher, and she's not super hot looking, but she's got an amazing body. She's got she's got a Beyonce body. She's got big tits, big ass. She's a stripper when they dress up as a teacher, and then she's strip. a stripper exactly. She's a stripper dressed up as a teacher, <laughs> uh, and she is now taking a lot of heat because she's a fourth grade teacher, and she, her photos have gone viral on the internet because guys like to masturbate, uh, <laughs> and she's not shy about sharing pictures of herself. Uh, so Taylor wants to know: Isn't it the fact that a chick with big tits? who wants to wear skin-tight dresses to her fourth-grade teaching job is both weird and awesome, and because it's weird, it's even twice as awesome? Yes. I think we're in agreement on this. Yes. This is something that's just cool. It's a good breath of fresh air. It's a, it's a thing that we should all agree is it's just a nice slice of Americana. Yes. We all remember well, that. Why does there have to be so much hate around? Uh, it used to be, okay, so obviously the women never liked women like this. They're always jealous of women that were overtly sexual, had nice bodies, and showed off. Mm-hmm. But that was okay. They had their thing, too. They could talk shit about them behind their back. That was their fun. Right. And the guy's fun was fucking getting boners and enjoying themselves. Yeah. And that used to be the way America was. So, And then the women had their thing, too. Women could look at their hot beefcake guys. They could look at, you know, whoever Tom Selleck in his prime and say how hot he was and wish he was her husband. And the guys could say, oh, he's gay. You know? So everybody, every, every gender had their thing. They had their own form of entertainment around things that made them uncomfortable they were jealous of. Right. But now we can't. Now we have to find, like, a, some sort of philosophical reason why this is a moral reason why this shit is no good anymore and so this woman has to can't admit that she just wants to be the hottest teacher in America and that ninth grade the nine year old boys might be getting their first boner to her and the feminists have to like say that anybody who talks about that is body shaming her is sexist because a male teacher this woman wrote a male teacher who's the outline of his a gym teacher is the outline of his dick 
is Jim Schwartz would not get the same treat. Would not get the same treatment. I got. Uh, I think we got fired. All those gym teachers. How do. many gym teachers have an outline of their dick? Oh, I, I think every gym teacher does. Oh, they do. Yes, yes that's used to be a thing. Uh, what, so like, before, what are they wearing? <laughs> the tight, the tidy, whitey gym shorts. The tidy gym shorts. Oh, oh shit. please. I mean, I, I went with that part. Every gym teacher in America up till like 1990. Had tight gym shorts, an overly tight top, a mustache, and a whistle. I thought that was just in the movies, dude. No, no, <laughs> I didn't know that, that was, was like, real. That was before people came out of the closet. <laughs> so, because at that point, you couldn't have it. That was before, and he's like, oh, Mr. So and so is just very masculine. Right. You know, he's like very sure of his ripped his muscle body, like the dumbbells of the dumbbells and stuff like that. Like Revenge now, of the Nerds. Yeah, now we, but now we know those, we see those guys at 24 Hour Fitness, we now know those are gay, just gay guys. Right, right. <laughs> with mustache and like super tight shirts. And they're the ones who always made the boys like shower. They're really interested in the boys showering like after middle school PE. Wait, were they pedophiles or they were just in the... <laughs> I don't know. They were just, they were creepy. They were, they were just like, weird guys. They were creepy guys. You know, if they weren't touching the boys, they were creepy. They were like, I always picture them chewing on like a chewing on a towel while the boys were showering. Right. They were like fiddling with their mustache. I remember the female. I had the female stereotype, all the sweatsuit with the yes. the obvious lesbian, but never the the gay, the weird gay. We just had loser guys that didn't want to get real real teaching jobs. Well, I think that was I think I was after they started weeding out guys a little bit more from these gym coaching jobs. Right. Now they don't think they even have pee anymore in the public schools. I don't know, hmm. but yeah, they always be the guy with the mustache, the whistle, the tight shirt, the tight pant, tight. It was like. Obscenely tight shorts. So, but by the way, did those guys suffer consequences? Yeah, the entire country shifted away from those guys. They all got fired. <laughs> and I don't know. I want to say like we should track those guys. So I don't know where they went. <laughs> this just wasn't. Someone should have kept track of those hundred thousand guys because they I mean, moved somewhere. They moved somewhere straight to the abbey to work <laughs> yes. as uh, pole dancers. They, yeah, they moved. That flock should have been should have been tagged and tracked because <laughs> that hundred thousand guys not out of work. Why they went somewhere? Uh, and by the way, so she said, if Mr. Smith was hot at school, if he was a hot teacher at school. He would not suffer the same, you know, the same uh, talk about him. Also, like that, I'm like, what? If Mr. Smith was a hot teacher at school, all the fat teachers, ladies, would be g- giggling about him and talking stuff about him in the teacher room. Of course, they would. Yeah, and and the girls would innocently <laughs> have conversations him. about yes. him. You know, he's hot or whatever. So now we're just having sexism based. So what's happening in this? And we talked about the Vogue earlier. Now you can just blog as a feminist and just say shit and make up straw men and just pretend you're arguing against. A standard that doesn't even exist. Right. <laughs> just to pr- you're proving your case by stating fact that you have no basis for. In fact, there's evidence against it, and that's your sex your sexist claim is that a male teacher, a hot male teacher, would not get the same suffer the same as a hot female teacher. Right. Right. When you just say shit like that, and by the way, as you said, isn't is um, if we- a male teacher. So I, I'm trying no. to think of the equivalent of a form fitting dress, but it's not even tight shorts. I mean, if a male teacher wore. Uh, uh, Daisy Dukes, uh, uh, or <laughs> yes. or I don't know, a sleeveless shirt. He would probably get a. More. If it was like the rock, if he looked like the rock, and he was like in a tight sleeveless shirt and like tight pants or something like that, every single woman who worked in the school would talk about him. And depending on the age group, every girl in school would be talking about him. Yeah, that's just that's just ridiculous. Uh, but getting back to this, aren't we just a nation now that can't have fun anymore? Isn't it just like the point when like people see shit and all they do is think about how can I like make this less fun for other people. Yeah, like, like what's my angle here? Like how here's a hot teacher. The fourth grade boys are not being injured. They're getting their first erection. They're kinda happy. The woman is very happy because she's dressing like this and posting Instagram photos because she wants to be seen as a hot teacher for whatever reason. Yeah. That's giving her her jollies. No one seems to be injured here and yet there's just millions of people who just wake up every morning and think like, 
God damn it! People are having fun. How do I fucking criticize this? Yeah, man. I mean, from a from a high making while well, making myself look lofty, like I'm carrying a principal here. As long as she's like an average to above average teacher, I mean. But I still don't think like most of the people I know with kids, and I, I still think this is a minority because I would assume there are kids in that class and their moms going, "Oh, this is fun. Your hot teacher made the news. Oh, you got the hot teacher. This is good fun." Oh thing. yeah, these are pe- always people. These are people on the outside, obviously. Yeah, this is all social media, a social media construct. We're just like, you do a hashtag and then 500,000 people agree with you. And then women are just, basically it just comes down to women calling other women bitches. And then men, for some reason, be, being so emasculated now that they have to pretend to agree with those women. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, 50 years ago, all the guys were on their water cooler talking about like wanting to fuck her tits. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So maybe we have to evolve a little bit from that in the workplace. But do we have to evolve to the place when everyone has to deny their natural feelings? And like even the woman said in the blog, like the nine-year-olds, the nine-year-olds getting their erection to the hot teacher should be taught that that's not the appropriate reaction. Like, what? That's totally appropriate reaction. That's why it's fucking happening. There's no appropriate or inappropriate. No. It's just what's going to happen. No. Your little wiener's hard because that's exactly appropriate. That's, why God, that's, a, how God made, that's how God made you, son. That's a, that teaches you a lesson uh, at that age to wear compression shorts yes. uh, yeah. under your jeans. I mean, the lesson is you're not allowed to touch the teacher when she bends over. You can't slap her ass and say, yeehaw. Okay, that you can't do. But the way you feel inside is completely natural. You're supposed to want the hot teacher, and you can't have her for another 10 years. But that's that's natural. It's so funny that women are on both sides of this, too. They're, I'm assuming half of them are shaming the teacher, and the other half are, like, shaming the dudes who, through no, no fault of their own, are involved with the teacher. It's like, why don't you just take a look at yourself, man? That's what I'm saying. People just don't... I think people go to bed at night... I think, how do you go to sleep at night? You go to bed at night thinking, like, tomorrow I'm really going to wreck fun for a lot of people. <laughs> so it's just, it's just going to be the witch from, like, uh, the Wizard of Oz. going to ride around on a bicycle and steal people's dogs. I'm going to become the <laughs> evil stepmother character from every 80s film, and that's what my life is going to be. And, and I'm, I'm going to do weird eyebrow makeup and, and apparently have no idea that I'm a shrew that no one likes. Everybody on social media is basically a shrew. It's just so easy to be a shrew and be a social justice warrior, brave internet warrior, whatever hell you want to call it, yeah. just to be like in opposition to everything from a moral high ground when you're on Twitter because you think people are listening to you. It's so funny it's called a warrior. That's out of sarcasm, right? Uh, yes, it is out of sarcasm. <laughs> okay. But they see themselves, I think they legitimately, they're in that satire, there's some honesty. I think they see themselves as warriors. Yeah, I think that some people are missing the joke on that one. Yeah, like what she's wearing is inappropriate and me from 5,000 miles away, I'm going to stop that from happening. <laughs> children should not, it's always for the children. Right. Children should not have to see it. Yes, the boys are really upset about this whole thing. So, And the girls probably think she's awesome. Yeah. And there's always, I see even on our site, which is geared towards guys, I see where all these guys will go like, I wish I had a teacher that was that hot. That's their honest opinion. And there's the other guy who has to go like, if there was a male teacher and there was a female girl student, she wouldn't feel the same way. And I fucking want to punch those people. Just like, no, Assholes. dude, you can, we can evolve to a nuanced position from the 50 years, 50, 50 years ago around the water cooler talking about her tits openly in front of everybody to a position where we can say like, look, it's natural to want to fuck her tits, <laughs> but we need to restrain ourselves because we shouldn't say that out loud anymore. Yeah. But we still can't deny it and pretend that this doesn't happen anymore. We haven't evolved physiologically in the last 50 years at all. We're still evolutionary-wise the same men we were 50 years ago, anatomically, physiologically, all these things. We still want to fuck the teacher with the big tits. Yeah. We just evolved the way we handle it a little bit. That's all. Yeah, and nothing's going to change. If you're complaining about this shit, maybe you need to go get laid. Maybe you need to go fucking meet someone at a bar. and Start calling yourself Treacy and fucking put on a tight dress and get a big (laughs) ass. Get your your nice black ass out there. They're calling her Beyonce, teacher Beyonce. She's loving it. She's soaking this shit up by the way. Good for her. Yes. I mean, 
how, public school education needs this. Is what Would I you rather her, her take out her sort of sexuality in a more fucking weird, uh, under-the-table way, or just, hey, this is what I like to do? Well, let's just say if like she starts teaching 50-year-olds and starts fucking them, <laughs> I'm going to be really, really fucking jealous. That's yeah. all. I can't wait for that story. All right, Tracy, you're all right by us, sister. <laughs> you're good. we got to bring back fun in America. People, just So many people are dedicated to no one having fun anymore. Everything, is, everything, has to, everything has to go on their high horse and tell people why what they're doing is wrong. Well, look at the people that are most involved with political correctness. I mean, they're, they're the least happy. You know, they're underpaid university associate professors. Ooh, that's the worst. Can Professor I borrow Clark. your credit card to pay my meter? Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, Matt, let me ask you, speaking of people who are happy in America, let me ask you about a dead tranny. <laughs> so, hey, you got your parking. Uh, Alexis Arquette, uh, used to be Robert, uh, passed away this week at 47. By her bedside was the entire Arquette family playing Starman by David Bowie. Mm. They played uh, him or her out. They played it on a loop? Yeah, or? they played it. Well, they, I believe... It was unexplained. I think she was in a uh, he she was in a medically induced coma or in a coma. She was off. They didn't say at the time, but clearly it was AIDS. Okay, so we all like ninety nine point nine percent of people guess. Right. Anytime someone under the age of fi- a male under the age of fifty who's gay dies, it's pretty much AIDS. Uh, but I think she was like waning for a couple weeks there, and they went off hospice or whatever. So they decided when to pull the plug, essentially, or yeah. Euthanized well, it's or whatever. not down to a three-minute window. I mean, <laughs> when, like a, when did they play the song? I think they play, I think they played the song as they pulled the plug, basically. So oh, I mean, okay. the way they described it was like we played her, him off. We'll get to this issue in a minute. They played, we played him off with David Bowie's Starman. Did they have like an AV guy there that <laughs> like, pulled the plug? Like, hey, before I pull the plug, let's give it up. I think for- they had like a mixer and they mixed off the life, <laughs> they mixed off the oxygen and mixed in David Bowie's Starman, like you know, like a DJ. Like, yeah, yeah. I kill the kill the oxygen, kill the, the you know the breathing machine, right. and and, uh, and layer in some Starman. Let's do a little white light here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if, if he was still alive after Starman finished, what do you do? I mean, he goes some more Bowie. What should we? <laughs> What we do now, uh, but the way they described it was very this very magical ethereal moment when you could see their brother. They said their brother passed into a different, believed he was passing into a different existence. Or so this is apparently a woman who wanted you to call her he and brother, right? Yeah. Well, uh, it was born a boy, born a boy, and you and I have argued over what happened to his penis. Mm. Uh, I don't know that he actually had sexual that he had uh, that Robert Arquette before he became Alexis actually had his penis lopped off. But Alexis wanted you to call. Call her he. Well, that's what <laughs> happened here. So Alexis was a, for all intents and purposes, was a tranny pioneer. Mm. Which, by the way, I don't understand what is a tranny pioneer if you haven't, you're not the first, doesn't pioneer mean either you're the first person or you're, you've done something great? Well, or, yeah, or if you move to a new land in the Old West where there are no trannies, yeah, then you're kind of a pioneer. If you're the first person on the moon, you're kind of like an astronaut pioneer. Yeah. But if you're like the 97th person to the moon and you, no one remembers what you did on the moon, are you still a, a space pioneer? Or are you no. just another dude who went to the moon? Because to me, I think she's just another tranny uh, who seemed to be a very, I mean, she was the wedding singer and did a few movies because of the Arquette name. But it wasn't really anything very pioneer. Or, I guess, you could be someone who's the 97th, but you did something amazing. Like, you went to the moon and you discovered, like, the cure for cancer on the moon. You did, like, a cartwheel when you are up there. Yeah, more than a cartwheel, I'm thinking. I was thinking cure for cancer. You are thinking cartwheel. Uh, but you did something, like, memorable that the other 96 didn't do. Some crazy shit. Then you could be an astronaut pioneer. Well, her like, s- you, like, you pushed off the moon really hard and flew back to Earth. 
Her scene in The Wedding Singer was kind of funny, uh, although, you know, all of the uh, the John Waters movies were probably better if you're going with the train. You know what? I'm going to go no Pioneer on this no one. No Pioneer on this one? No. Yeah, so I mean, it's like it seems to me when the, this troll tranny thing. First of all, so everyone was upset that the brothers, when they put out the press release, her family members would put out the press release about Alexis dying, use the word he and him. Yeah, because that's pronouns. what you should do. You should criticize people who know way more about it than you, yes. whose fucking family member and brother or sister or whatever you want to call it just died. That's that's when you should really have an opinion on on, on yeah. things, right? So the family then has to come out and say, "Look, we're calling. We're not." Deny. We're not trying to play against the tranny movement here in America. The pronoun movement. There's a pronoun movement. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was in grammar and like a graceful. You tried not to pay attention to. Oh, moving around pronouns by saying that Alexis towards the end was no longer transgender. Considered himself transgender, but considered himself gender apprehensive. Was it gender? Uh. Gender fearful. <laughs> Gen- oh, wait a minute. I got it. Gender suspicious. Gender, gender suspicious, suspicious. Which meant that. Kind of eye on your cock? Like, what are you yeah, up to? Yeah. Like, a cock today, but that, literally, that's what happened. So, Alexis, towards the end, demanded that people refer to him as a him when he dresses a man, and he, she as a her when she dresses a woman, which could change every fucking day, by the way. Well, here's how I would respond to that. Yeah. Why don't you go fuck yourself? Yes. Well, I believe everyone did, except for the family members who can't really say that, because she's a tranny pioneer, so you can't say that kind of <laughs> shit to a tranny pioneer. But yeah, that, to me, that's basically you saying like, okay, look, we all were with you when you became a chick and we started calling you he, she, and said her, and my sister, and we all learned this shit 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's it. You get one pass on that. You can't yeah. then fucking start changing that shit up. Like, I will call you. You're my brother until you were 15, and I will call you my sister now if you want, but I'm not going back to brother, sister every other fucking day. Yeah, I mean, what if you're wearing a, you know, a black t-shirt and some jorts? Yes, yes. What are the jorts? What are, I don't know. What? I gotta go, hey, brother. You're like, what, brother? I'm your sister. Now I'm fucking yeah. offended. You didn't see the cut on these? I Fuck feel off. like there's like one, if, you, if you're willing to cut off your dick, I'm willing to call you a she. That's my rule. I like how the music always stops when you say shit like that. <laughs> if you're, if you're, that's why Caitlin, I still call Caitlin Bruce. Until you cut off your dick, you're still Bruce, okay? Right. If you're willing to fucking chop off your nuts and your dick, I will call you Caitlin. That to me is a sign of commitment that you can't what go back you on. Get, what if you get tits? No, not enough. No. Not enough. Anyone can get tits. You and I can get tits today. That's not enough. If you, gotta, if you fucking chop off your fucking manhood, if you emasculate yourself anatomically, I will give you the fact that you have a new name. <laughs> you're a girl, that you are now Caitlin. I'm good with that. You can now be Alexis. But if you're still, if you're going back and forth all the time, I'm not giving you the fucking like gratuitous like shout out to like the fact that you're not today. You're a woman. Tomorrow you're a man. I think those are pretty stringent standards. Because yes. if I like say I wanted to be a woman, right? I still don't think I would cut off my dick and my balls just because I don't like going to the hospital. I've never been to a hospital. I've never had a, a, a broken bone. I just that seems like a pretty pretty big step. So the reason you would not chop off your dick and balls because you have a fear of hospitals. If I was a tranny, I would still kill it. Val- they don't value the parking at hospitals? What if they did the tuck? Okay, look, I will concede the fact that you don't have to cut off your, your dick and your balls to be the, to be my the brother, now sister. But all I'm saying is you get that one time. That's a one-time right. exception. Yeah, you can't yeah. then come back and then say, i got to change my pronouns all over again. Yeah, you I'll fucking kill you myself before the AIDS takes you. And by the way, that, that is not a bad argument for 
sort of waiting to transition when you have some mental issues going on to figure things out because I mean this seems like a person that that regretted the decision to well no because you went from gender went from being a man who then believed she was a woman then to be in a woman to then being suspicious of the fact that gender even exists ah which is pretty fucking convenient by the way so like because most people believe gender does exist but if you believe gender doesn't exist that allows you a lot of fucking leeway there's just a lot of leeway. If you believe gender doesn't exist, what's up with the f- fucking ball gowns and shit? I don't understand. Yeah, and why why does it matter if we call you he or she? Because that then universally would mean the same thing. If you think gender doesn't exist, here's what I want to see. I want to see an Ellen DeGeneres haircut. I want to see, like, just baggy unisex clothing. It's maybe a jumpsuit, like, in the future. Silver. So no, no, drag, no drag. You can't go drag is what you're saying. No, I want totally... If you think there is no gender, I want gender neutral across the board. Well, this is a tranny pioneer you're talking about here who <laughs> then went the way of whatever. And again, I, she, by all accounts, Richard or Alexis was a nice person, seemed to be her family, seemed to love her. Universally, her family loved her, seemed to have a lot of friends in the gay community and all this other stuff, didn't seem to be a hateful person. Uh, so I don't have nothing against the fact that it seems kind of sad that she died at 47. But with this whole tranny thing, this whole movement of like where everyone is a tranny and then is a political, fearless political leader, mm-hmm. is a pioneer, is a benevolent soul. I feel like we haven't really reached the right point of view yet on, on tranny. On no, I think we need to define it. From what I, from my minimal, and I, I should, you know, make clear the word minimal research, uh, I believe that. Her only instance of activism was getting shit-faced and, and talking trash about Will Smith on Facebook one night and then deleting the post. Oh, which, by the way, is something to love about her. That was great. <laughs> yes, when she, when she called Jada a lesbian and called Will a, a, a gay, uh, a homo-repressive Scientologist. Yeah, that who was, was pretty but, amazing. butt-servicing, getting... <laughs> <laughs> Benny Medina. Benny Medina. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that was like one of my favorite quotes of all time. That's another reason. Now you mentioned another reason I'm kind of sad that... I think she had a lot more good things to say like that. Yeah. But Pioneer, does that make you a pioneer? No. If that's a pioneer, we've all gotten... Well, fuck, most people get drunk and write stupid shit on Facebook. I yeah. mean, come on, we have to have higher get, standards. Getting drunk and calling Will Smith with a homo is not, your, is not a pioneer standards. No. I do kind of like those. I like kind of like. I do kind of like uh, uh, gay, lesbian people who will say anything comes to their mind, and usually, especially when they out other people and stuff like that. Well, you're like Hollywood royalty. You're a trans. You know, you got to pass, right? Yes. So, yeah. But she should have said more. I she think. should have said more. Uh, let Turns me out ask- she was working on a book when she died. Just by the age of forty-seven, never yes. quite got around no. to writing that book. No, chapter one was still, still in the works. <laughs> so she had a lot of a lot of fucking to do. Yeah, basically, she had a lot of fucking. It shouldn't the message shouldn't the message of people dying of AIDS if they really want to be philanthropic and, and benevolent with their message shouldn't the message be wear a fucking condom yeah I mean is that the message to really leave behind is it like I'm dying from a completely preventable disease that really if I just had safe sex I would not be dying from or not use needles I would not be dying from this is not dying from cancer this is dying from or some other rare whatever. This is dying from a sex disease. Yeah, I think that that should be mentioned. I think it might be a responsible thing to, to bring up. It's not that it makes them a bad person or anything, but it, it should be acknowledged. Because they didn't think. even mention, the cause of death was not even mentioned as, as HIV AIDS, which to me just sets back. If you really want to be a pioneer, how about documenting how fucking shitty it is to die from AIDS? Well, it's the whole thing, man. Like, well, there should be no stigma against AIDS unless it's me. Yes, right. There's no, there's no stigma against it. The stigma against it should be saying like, "Look, I did some stupid shit. Now I'm dying. This fucking sucks. This is painful as shit. And now I'm dying. Yeah. Fucking put on a fucking condom before you go out partying. Fucking we on WeHo. 
It seems like good advice. I don't know. It seems that's my pioneer. That's my pioneer advice to it's people. It's so ironic because fucking uh, Alexis's point with Will Smith is he's a he's a pussy because he's gay and he's not admitting it. That does a huge disservice to the gay community, etc. How is it not any different with AIDS? You're not saying that you had AIDS that you got from from fucking yeah. dudes. It's nice that you went out to Starman, but how about going out with a PSA to like save like I don't know ten thousand people from dying? Yeah, that'd be kind of cool too. But that's my that's my recipe right there for pi- being a pioneer. The minute someone does that, in my book, Pioneer. Sorry, not you delay, Alexis. And rest in peace and boogie on children. I don't know how the song goes. <laughs> Starman in the sky. Good luck on the next, the next plane of reality. There's a Starman waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds. There's a Uh, Matt, let me ask you. You read an email this week. You an email. You read a story. You read a whole fucking story this week about a girl named Ashley. I'm a little dubious about the story that you're about to tell because it involves two uh, seemingly really righteous uh, Asian girls going to UCLA and their blonde, blue-eyed, friend, waspy, waspy uh, roommate that they named Ashley Mayonnaise. in a letter. Yes. What, what did Ashley Sauerkraut. do? What did, how did Ashley upset these two girls at UCLA? So these two girls, pretty hot Asian chicks. They were pretty hot, by the way. Their Instagram photos are nice. Yeah, they're moving into Convenient, a, conveniently so. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, they're moving into a dorm at UCLA, and when you're a freshman, you move into a dorm. The university shares the email addresses of the people moving in, so you can say, "I'm bringing a microwave," or like, "I'm going to bring this double-sided dildo," or whatever. Oh, uh, that'd be so hot with those Sorry, girls. Fucking about two Asians going uh, at it with a double-sided dildo. So the one, the white girl Ashley sends an email saying demanding all these things i apparently she she's able to look at the room online and she says i want this bunk uh, i want the top bunk and i want this closet and this dresser but the other chicks had like already moved their shit in yes and they're like well no like you, you must be out of your mind we're not going to allow you to have that and then they released the emails uh, or she tweeted them out and then people picked up on it but not only did she not only did the girl ashley who may or may not be real and by the way we don't know that she's white we're just saying that because we're both racist mm-hmm uh, we assume girls named Ashley who are fucking high maintenance must be white. I, I hadn't even thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but she also mentioned there after making her list of demands to her future roommates, also mentioned there that she has a very low threshold for this uh, for this kind of being upset, and she will go fucking ballistic. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, like, "Don't fuck with me. I'll make this a really big deal." Yeah. It's like I just have a very low tolerance for this kind of shit, and I will fucking get up in your face about it. Yeah. Uh, which. I don't know if I believe in this stuff. This seems like a convenient stereotype against a hot blonde white girls named Ashley who are very demanding Have and high you maintenance. Met hot blonde white girls named Ashley. I know that's what I'm saying. It seems very convenient <laughs> that she was a high maintenance girl. And they named her Ashley. Uh, but the reason I want to talk about this is not only because I'm imagining like two Asian, 18 year old Asian girls going out with a double sided dildo. Now, since you mentioned it, uh-huh. uh huh, is that uh, millennials are just hateful, spiteful, uh, annoying, spoiled people all the way around, aren't they? That goes for Ashley who made these demands to her future roommates, but also the two girls who received this letter and then decided to post it on social media along with their hot photos of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that, aren't they all wrong here? Is that a huge betrayal? I know that your future roommate might be, it might be an ass, but they played it up, obviously. She's probably not as bad as she's seen in the letter if that letter's real. Isn't everybody just a horrible, sell, atten- isn't every millennial just a horrible attention hog in their own way, entitled attention hog in their own way? I guess. I mean, I was trying to think of what, because I have experience with younger people traveling around and whatnot, but 
it, it does seem a little bit much, but this is also this chick was seventeen last year. I don't I don't really hang out with this age group of people because I, I don't want to. No, you wait till the barely, they won't really hang out. You with pay me. more for the barely legal lie uh, <laughs> virginization at your. It at seems your totally Southeastern Asian sex shops. So I mean, she seemed entitled is in terms of. It was written from the perspective of a rich girl, you know, uh, MTV, I'm 16, here's my birthday or whatever, give me a convertible. Uh, and by the way, I don't think those girls exist at UCLA anymore. I don't think they go to UCLA. <laughs> no. They might go to USC. Yes. Um, but they probably just won't be going to school. No, people um, don't know. I mean, UCLA is, I think, half Asian now. It's about half Asian American. And another good chunk of uh, Mexican. The other half is just Hispanic, Asian, Asian. Hispanic, Hispanic, Asian, Asian. There's, I don't know. I've been to UCLA, walked around the campus there, and see there. You almost see no blonde girls at I all. I was perplexed by the lack of hot chicks. I, I go yeah. there every month or so. Uh, to hang out in the bushes and uh no <laughs> i haven't I, seen you i must be in a different bush <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's the girl's crazy. They're, they're like not really and not to say that asian chicks aren't hot but they're 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 attracting a very unattractive demographic i notice uh hunched over chubby brunettes with big backpacks mm-hmm. uh that look very upset yeah, most, I for saw. The most part. I didn't see the blonde girls playing volleyball like in the, the lawn. Even the white sorority girls had kind of a kind of a pan face. Yeah, kind of a kind of a larger head, <laughs> like a uh, giant pan, like a like a saucepan, a saucier, like a jack o' lantern yeah. uh, in November. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that school. But, but it's not it's not a bunch of a sorority blonde sorority girls playing playing volleyball and. Picking out who they're di- if they're going to go with Tad to the school dance. No, that doesn't exist at UCLA. It Maybe it did at some point in the past. It's not that way anymore. No, I think it made up. Here's my problem with this issue. And again, I'm thinking about the two Asian girls now 18, just like yesterday on the double side dildo. Um, uh, that was a good call on your part. <laughs> uh, is it like everyone takes their problems down to social media? Everyone takes their like. This used to be something. If this really happened, this is annoying. I'd write a fucking letter back and tell Ashley to fuck off. Mm-hmm. But this is now a thing where, like, my things that happen in my life that are weird or funky, I'm going to tape them. I'm going to record them on camera. I'm going to share this letter on my social media account, make it entertainment for other people. Yes, it's entertaining because she seems so bitchy in the letter. But these are private correspondences, essentially. Yeah. The people now, there's no, for the people in this age group, there's no line before, between public and private anymore. Right. Anything that happens in their life now to them is a show, is some sort of show. Right. And so this is just another aspect of that show. In their minds, this is like good material for my YouTube channel. Yes. So, and that includes, by the way, like people being shot in the street and like someone dying. There was a woman at Walmart. I saw that video the other day. Like someone, there was a gun, a gunfight in the Walmart thing, and two guys got shot, and they were like lying on the ground bleeding. And she's in her car, like Facebook live stream, live streaming it, stuff like that. So like, you know, this is crazy. This is what happens to me when I go to Walmart. I just want to get like some pool equipment. <laughs> like it's like, but that's people have no. There's no line anymore between like my life now with cameras everywhere, or you can share shit like Ashley's letter and, and your Instagram. There's no line. But your life is like the Truman Show now. You're like you have a show unto yourself, and so the girl right a girl that you don't even know. Seems like a bitch, whatever. But she writes you a personal letter, and now you're going to share it with the entire world. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I, I kind of had the impression that these this isn't a regular thing for these Asian girls. Asian girls are they had a lot of hot photos on on social media. If you didn't notice, well, that, who's, so, who's I mean, awesome. if you're posting if you're posting sexy photos of yourself, you have some on social media. You have some awareness. You're trying to get an audience. Yeah, that's uh, not for grandma. That's not for grandma. I, I guess what I was wondering was. How often this kind of thing used to happen? If if Facebook and and whatever, just internet, YouTube, if if that has exacerbated the number of incidents that are happening, because this would have used to have been 
on your billboard at work, or maybe someone forwarded it to you in a in an email amongst a few friends, and ah, that's funny, what a bitch. And then it's it's kind of over. Um, Wait, what about what about when the dude would like post the cartoon he found hilarious and tape it over the urinals in the bathroom? <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Yes, all right. That's old school for the internet. That was what the internet was for the internet. Was just a dude cutting out a cartoon from the paper and like finding like a far side cartoon or something funny and taking a piece of scotch tape and taping it over the urinal at like in the in the office or school bathroom. That's pretty low. (laughs) That's that was the internet before the internet. I do remember they would the certain bars would tape up the sports page at at eye level, and I think now people are just staring at their phones, so you don't see that anymore. Hey man, before the digital before the digital age, we had to fucking work for our entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say that that it's it's kind of like uh, the snake swallowing itself because I bet you people like Ashley more and more and more, in part because of the internet, are behaving this way, and yet we also kind of reward them by you know posting their behavior. And this chick, if she was real, she might even be like, "Look at this, I made the fucking Daily Mail." Because uh, she's white? Because you assumed she was white in the beginning? No. Everything just, that came after your assumption that she's white because it basically your racism? No, it's like any it attention. It started around the Kardashian era where it's like, dude, everyone thinks you're a fucking cunt. Oh, sweet. You know, that's it, great. Where as in this, you know, any other decade, people would be like, well, I don't really like the fact that people think I'm a bad person. But it wasn't Kardashian itself. It was narcissism, right? That it always yes. existed. Yes. And now there's a channel for it, an unchecked channel. We're for completely free. Anybody can then try to become a star by posting shit to their, by, you know, either caught up on cameras on TMZ or posting shit on their social media channels. You, you, used to, you know how hard it used to be to make a video of yourself? <laughs> it used right. to be to make a funny video with your friends, <laughs> even like a skateboard video, it used to be a fucking chore and a half. Yeah, you'd have to record it and then you'd have to figure out how to get it off the tape, which was... Well, first you had to find... You had to befriend the asshole guy who had the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> the guy who had the equipment was always a big asshole. Yeah. So you had to pretend to be his friend just because the guy with the, the one guy whose dad had a camera. <laughs> you had to get out there and he's like an asshole. Like, well, I don't want to work with that guy. He's the only one who got a camera. Right, right. And take the fucking tape. Whatever it was. It was a chore. So guess what? There weren't that many fucking people falling down on skateboard videos. Now there's 10 million of them. Now yeah. there's like hot girl in a bikini. What did she do? What did a hot girl in a bikini do before? I mean, he took a Polaroid and gave it to some her boyfriend or something like that. Yeah. Now she can go out. She can be seen by a million Beaver people. Hunt. Yeah, Beaver Hunt. I love Beaver Hunt. But I also think it permeates the whole society. Like, it, it kind of, uh, like, it's exponential. Like, it feeds on it. So you, you, you see, like, oh, being a narcissist is normal now. Oh, you get rewarded for it. Yeah. Yeah, which is why we're here. But you won't join with me in taking down these two Asian girls. The Asian <laughs> girls are not the problem. They're totally the problem here. Because by the way, I think you're gonna find they made they made this whole thing up just to get attention. <laughs> they might. I really don't believe it's a girl with Ashley. By the way, spell her name A S. Uh, yeah. How do you spell <laughs> Ashley? Yes, do these Asian girls not know how to no, spell white girl no. names? No. Why don't they just call it Rashley? A S L Y or Ashley? Because if they said Ashley, I would have believed them. Maybe Ashley's black. <laughs> maybe Ashley is black. We don't know. Oh, because she's, you mean because she's gonna get up in her face? She's no, because she misspelled the name. Yeah, I don't believe any of this. I think you're gonna find out this letter was completely false. But also, I just don't think. I think people really respect. So you get a nasty letter from someone. Your your boyfriend, or, like people do breakup letters. They post their breakup letters, yeah. Or they post other things. They got a letter. They had a bad incident with like a customer service rep, and they post the whole thing. Or like their brother in law said something stupid at Thanksgiving, so now they're going to repeat the whole thing on Facebook, right? Like these are private moments. This is because it was amusing to you. Doesn't mean that there's no. I can't trust anymore. I was working with somebody just last night, who while we were working in a group on this pro, on this uh, production project, was tweeting all this shit that was going on, being said back and forth. Uh-huh. I kind of assumed that it was like, okay, it wasn't anything fucking national security important. 
But you kind of assume there's privacy when you're talking to like three or four people. Yeah. You don't assume that five minutes later that's going to be broadcast on Twitter by somebody like Ryan should. Oh, so-and-so just said this or I said this. Or, but like, where what? is the line? Because we made... So if you make a sex tape voluntarily with somebody, it's illegal. It's revenge porn, right? There's like laws against that. So you can't like release the sex it's, tape. Yeah, it's a whole performance thing. You cannot release anybody act in, on camera doing anything without the release. Unless it's a public, unless it's a but public space. But you can if they write it. It's a public space. You can catch if you catch two people fucking in the park. You can no, but that. what? If, but what if you recorded someone uh, having a conversation? Okay, so if you record you fucking your girlfriend, she's into it. You can't release that tape. That's illegal. But yes, what correct. if you record you having a conversation? Can you release that? You cannot. Re- uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, like, what's his name? Remember the two Laker guys when they were talking about the guy was uh, trying to get the yeah. other guy to admit that he had, like, like the Young other girls? and uh, Russell, D'Angelo Russell. Yes, yes. And I, th- I thought, like, at that time, I thought, and some people ask, isn't that against the law to do that? Yeah. Because he didn't get permission to be filmed to be put out there. But, you know, he, was gonna, he wasn't going to sue anyhow. But I think there was some weird thing about that. I just think there's no there's no line. I mean, everyone just assumes there's no privacy anymore. There's absolutely zero privacy from anything anymore. Yeah. So even if you're in a car accident, you're dying. There's someone filming you and putting that on, on Facebook streaming that as you're dying. Right. Just right. just know there's someone out there going like, uh, dude should have ridden in a small car. That's why he's dying. <laughs> like there's someone criticizing. Like you're dying and they're criticizing you as you're dying, oh, and you got man. nothing to say about That's it. So sad. I hate this fucking world. <laughs> Matt, let me ask you for our final statement today, panties in a bunch. Uh, what has my panties in a bunch is a 15-year-old girl. Not her panties. That would be illegal. You guys broke up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, it was me, not her. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't let a 15-year-old chick break up with me. Uh, Kaya Gerber, who I name my... If we nothing else today, I want you to pronounce her name correctly. Uh, Kaya Gerber is the, the daughter of Randy Gerber and the daughter of Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber. And someone since that time we made fun of them a few weeks ago mentioned to me that the Gerber family. It's not the baby products company, but he's made a lot of money doing something, Gerber, Randy Gerber. He's got some business that made money, so he's made some money himself. He's not living off Cindy Crawford because we kind of implied that last time that he was a ne'er-do-well, just kind of like a good-looking guy living off the land. Mm-hmm. He apparently brought, came, brought money to this relationship as well, doing whatever the fuck he does. It doesn't take a lot of work, but he made money somewhere. Uh, their 15-year-old daughter, now 15, she just turned 15, uh, was just a model of the year at uh, an event that's completely unofficial, so I'm not sure what that actually means. Uh, but it got the, her to- <laughs> the family made a sizable donation. <laughs> yeah, model of the year at some fashion event, like so and so fashion, so and so woman, young breakout model of the year. She won. She gave a fake speech that clearly, if you look into her eyes, she was not able to get right on her right by herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherein she thanked her mother for, among other really important uh, things she taught her, punctuality. Huh. <laughs> yeah, like, all right. I think of all the great things my mom taught me. I mean, if I was a train engineer, I'd want to, like, <laughs> punctuality punctual would be the most important thing in your life. Yeah, a lot of times it's, you know, do right to others, yeah. treat treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Uh, I mean, punctuality doesn't mean, like, get to your surgery on time to, to save someone's life. She meant show up to your photo shoots on time so you won't get a bad reputation. Well, it's something. It is. Uh, she also taught her that uh, be, be more than just the pose. Which uh, sounds really... I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. But she thanked her mom for that. Um, by the way, every person uh, silently in the audience, every person who ever worked on the other side of the camera just said, no, just be the fucking pose. That's really all I want from you. Or, you know what? Just fucking stand there. We're going to take 10,000 images. There's going to be five good ones. Yes. You yes. don't really need to do much. Yeah. What's, what's your motivation? Your motivation is you're underage. We're pretending you're not 15. Show off your tits if you could a little bit more. Yeah. Just hold still. <laughs> 
Don't eat anything. Hold still. Give us a little underage nipple, but not too much that we get arrested. Yeah. And don't move for the next hour. Yeah. That's perfect. Kill Uh, your cell phone. Here's the thing, though. This is a a follow-on from what we discussed a few weeks ago. And by the way, it turned out the brother, who is like this, also this handsome young, I don't know, 18-year-old in like black leather pants walking around Fashion Week, which is a recipe to be butt-fucked. That's just, you're just, if you're not gay already, that's just a recipe to be sexually assaulted by And, and not to be blown because people, spe- well, I know chicks see those leather pants and they just go, no, I don't want to know what's brewing. There's no ventilation. Oh, yeah, no but breathing. the gay guys, the old gay guys don't give a shit, I don't think. If you got a hot eight-year-old twink, like in fucking leather pants. Oh, her brother's a gay guy. No, I don't know if he is or not. He looks like a gay, but he's an 18-year-old male model with slicked hair and like a yeah, very slender and leather a, pants and tight a, shirts. He's a gay guy. Either he either is endemically gay or he's pretending to be gay to get lots of gigs. <laughs> either way, it's just you're going to get ass fucked at a fashion week. <laughs> That's just the way it is. And here are the parents, like again, beaming. There's all these photos of them beaming the daughter winning the award, talking about how she's t- the obligatory. I'm taking time off from school for this. Yeah, really. Like they're really, mm. like they're really, they're really missing you at the uh, at, at Oxford. They're hawking those AP <laughs> yeah. classes on yeah, hold. Yeah. Yeah, we're about to get after it. We were just about to solve this whole black hole thing until you had to go become breakout model of the year. It is, honestly, I find this, of everything we talk about today, we talk about so much hypocrisy today, I find this, uh, I don't want to be good all fucking holding Caulfield here, but I find the, like, pushing your young daughter into this profession to be so utterly disgusting. And there's absolutely no financial reason for what they're doing whatsoever. This couple has $50 million, $100 million. The daughter's set for life. To decide, you know, we already made the separation between fucking poor Ukrainian girls buying bread for their family. Yeah, yeah you got to sell one daughter off to be molested. That's just the way it goes. Right. One daughter is going off to be to be a fucked in Paris at fourteen and get a heroin addiction. That's just what the family needs. This is the there's and they, nothing, they consider that making it too. And they consider that making it. And the daughter goes like, "Fuck, is do this or join the military, die in war or whatever, die of starvation." You're doing this. You're saving your eight brothers and sisters. That's what you got to do. This is a situation where the parents, just out of pure ego and narcissism, whatever else, have decided that their pretty children should be put in this industry where they're going to be fucking used, abused, not educated in any way that's going to serve them in their life, just be pretty in front of cameras. And then they are writing effusively proud statements about them and posing for these photos with these, with these awards as if they've just really accomplished something. And that makes me... It makes me want to vomit, Matt. I'm going to vomit right here. Well, I don't want <laughs> to go with Brian. Over, oversimplified answer, but just, what if her parents are just are just dullards? What if they're just stupid people? Yeah, but why do? But stupid people who are seaking fame out for their children in the worst po- in the worst possible way. I yeah, mean, that's what stupid people do. Really? I mean, Is I it? don't think they put a lot of thought into it. You don't think stupid people have stupid dreams, like stupid silly dreams, like I, I would like they don't know how dumb their daughter is. Like I want her to be the first woman on the moon or some shit like that. No, no, stupid people go right to uh, entertainment modeling, and because they weren't even like. Hey, let's get her on a Nickelodeon show. You know, give her a few lines, see yes. if she can. Uh, they could have done that. They, for some reason, maybe because the dad's a fucking pedophile, uh, incest type guy. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. His name's Randy. They okay. That doesn't help. <laughs> no. And his last name is Gerber. Gerber. They, they decided to throw him into into modeling, which, you know, knowing he's got to know unless his wife's lying to him uh, all the shit that goes down when you're a model even if you're the a daughter and a privileged model there's still shit that you wouldn't oh, just want walking your kids around, to just walking around his VIP backstage access to fashion week he's got to see shit like you know it's just even like I said even if it's not molestation 
It's just fucking grabbing nasty shit, being naked all the time. Just that you could easily avoid. Yeah, you're like, ha- you're being dressed and undressed around adults all the time. I don't know, just- perhaps they have this designed to, you know, for their kid to, to be the next spot. Like, maybe they, they think they're the next Kardashians or something. I don't, it's a weird, that's a weird fetish to have. I think the reason you have money is so you're, I mean, you're supposed to have, get money. You're supposed to be successful so your kids can have a much better life than you did and not have to do the shit you did. So, Cindy Crawford's daughter, who looks just like her, maybe she had, I don't know her background, maybe she had to do that or maybe that was one of her few options. Now you've made it really big. Your daughter can do any, literally anything non-academic in her entire life. <laughs> Again, why not the flower shop? Why not the why not the ballet? You know, open up a ballet or yoga studio. Why not some business or some occupation? It doesn't require a lot of aptitude, perhaps, but that it would make other people happy in some real I mean, way. I guess there's always the possibility that they tried to talk her out of it, and the daughter was just you know dead set upon being well, a she's model. Fifth, but she's been, she started at eleven. You think at eleven she's like yelling? Oh, I don't know. She started at eleven. I think she started at eight. Actually, I think I put her first commercial at eight. This is a weird. It's a to me. This is child abuse. I see this as child abuse. It and is child abuse, but just because they're wealthy, well-off people who are successful and they live in L.A. or New York or wherever, that doesn't mean they can't at at the base genetic level just be stupid ass fucking rednecks that just happen to have some fucking money. It's possible. I was thinking about in terms of child abuse. Would you rather have if, if the dad like? Maybe once in a while, whipping the getting drunk and whipping the shit out of the fucking gay, <laughs> gay blonde kid, or put him in tight leather pants and a, and a tight crop top t shirt and running him out in Fashion Week at the club at the underage of the clubs and shit like that. I mean, uh, what's gonna be worse for the kid? The fucking a few bruises on the on the leg, a few, a few switch marks from uh, Adrian Peterson around the crop around the leg area, or or fucking being butt butt fucked and uh, analyzed into fashion well, at seventeen is, or the something. The kid is eighteen. I don't I don't know why you're so. Well, they started him. He started modeling you're much younger. Assuming that he's going to be. No, I'm just saying. Would you if, so your kid or daughter? Would you rather have the scenario where they're being. Occasionally, dad or mom's getting drunk and whipping on them, or the thing where the parents commit them into a life from eight or nine years old of fucking fashion modeling. What's more abuse? What's more abusive? I don't know. It's close. I, I would say for a boy, I would probably go with the fashion modeling uh, by a narrow margin, and for a girl, I think just just getting smacked around a few times yes. might be better for. Because you're those fucking dumbasses like Adrian Peterson with the switch and the other NFL players. They actually believe they're helping their kid become a bigger man, a greater man. Yeah. They beat they beat the crap out of their kids, thinking this is going to beat the toughest into them, and that's a cultural thing. They really believe they they actually in their heart believe that's going to happen. So there's some rationale for what they're doing, even though it's kind of brutal. Putting your daughter into like a a, a loose fitting garment, revealing garments at twelve or whatever, and pushing her on the stage and telling her this is your life. Mm-hmm. That just seems, and you don't need the money. That not need the money really makes it ten times worse. That just seems abusive. Pretty hard to rationalize that, especially especially if you're a a dad. Oh yeah, I could even see it for the mom. Maybe she's a little baddie. She's a model. Maybe she's a fucking idiot. Who knows? Maybe she's high on pills. But for a dad, it yes. just seems like I, I don't know how you fucking get there without breaking up with your wife. I, I totally agree with you. I would I would break up and I would say I would file legal papers and shit and I'd say look, she can do modeling when she's eighteen if she wants. She's got to fucking go to high school. She's got to at least try to study some shit and she's got to at least think about be eighteen and think about some other lines of work. If at that at eighteen or nineteen or twenty she wants to go to modeling, fine, that's her thing. But not at eight. She's not going to commercial eight. She's not going to fucking New York at the twelve and walking around. She's not winning model of the year awards at fifteen. Leaving her Bunsen burner behind in biology but we class. Just, I just don't think we should make the mistake, not to repeat myself, but just because these people appear to be sophisticated simply because 
one of them happened to be exceptionally hot and got paid. I mean, what would she be doing if she was 10% less hot? Working at fucking Chili's, probably. Ooh, or, I, like or, I do I like Chili's. Chili's with somewhere. Sydney Crawford as a waitress, I'd Chili's be there every day. Chili's is pretty good. I'd be there uh, every day. But, like, Donald Trump... Dude, Donald was, Trump said some super weird shit about his daughter. Oh, he's like, having sex with his daughter. This shit happened. Like, show, like it's show. not just fucking trailer park trash. Like, they're fucking well, weird I, fucked I up people. I agree, but it, you're right. The, da- the dad's job is to not is to not see his daughter's sexualized at an early age that's a dad's job because he both finds it gross and disgusting and there's some revulsion whatever the hell's going on there some weird like you know uh, Oedipus type shit going on there Uh, Electra complex shit going on there but when his daughter becomes dad's supposed to fight against the sexualization of his daughter at an early age yeah and when he doesn't do that and he stands by her proudly as she's like half naked on a runway winning award that's just I want to beat up every guy named Randy I I don't know how you yeah, how you find yourself in that situation and feel okay about yourself and the job that you've done. As His a- smile looked genuine. That's all I want to say. I want to punch out every fucking Gerber tooth. Yeah, <laughs> there just Talk there was. Guy, man. All right, we're ending the show on an agreement. You and I rarely ever agree, and I find that healthy for me. <laughs> uh, that means I feel like I'm right more often than not. Matt, you have something you wish to pip and promote this week's show? Uh, on Twitter at Matthew Ralston, uh, MattRalston.net. I'm getting. Uh, there's there's some stuff brewing with this Melania Trump prostitute thing, so stay tuned. Yeah, I heard the Hague is about to indict you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the court, the world court in the Netherlands, was about to indict My you. My friend and- <laughs> hired Melania Trump as a prostitute uh, when I was in high school. We went to on a trip to New York, and literally, the Donald Trump's current wife was hired as a prostitute. Can I only say, I have no comment on that. I will say that it, I've never hired a prostitute in my life, but I did. I'd hired one that didn't speak English. Yep. That would be one of my prerequisites. I do not want to hire a woman for sex and have to understand what she's saying to me. That would be the fucking nightmare of all nightmares. I want to just pretend she's just saying nice shit and not like, you, you fucking loser with my money. I'm going to fucking I'm gonna fuck oh, There's you. a lot you can do with the with the looks. I feel like when you when you get a Thai prostitute, there's a lot of like, you can just tell the disdain. Oh, believe it. If I had a choice, I'd go for mute, completely mute. Right. Like just, like just tongue cut out at an early age. Like that's going to run you a lot more. <laughs> you think so? Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Rocco's Tavern on Ventura Buller in Studio City where Matt, Brian, and I uh, eat our delicious pizza, drink our beers, and do the stupid ass podcast every week. Come to Rocco's, come for the beer, stay for the game, or come for the game and stay for the beer. Either way, it's a good hook. Uh, for sound engineer Brian, sound engineer of the stars, awesome job today, Brian. Did pick out the pizza today so it had a little meat on it. <laughs> this is Lex, Last Man Earth. Talk to you next week.